0: Hey, everybody, it's Maddie C. Welcome back to the podcast. It's great to have you here. On today's episode, another audio essay. This time, Zen and the Art of Poster Making. The basic principles of great poster design are actually a pretty solid guide for living a life of intention. Let's get into it. It's Maddie C. Welcome back to the What Am I Making podcast. It's really great to have you here. Thank you so much for pressing play on today's episode. It's another audio essay. This time it's Zen and the art of poster making. How the basic principles of great poster design are actually a pretty solid guide for living a life of intention. Let's get into it. From the moment that my parents bought a small print shop in the summer of 1989, I have been transfixed by the machinations of graphic design. What began as simply learning how to use an exacto knife, a light table, and a darkroom has gradually become an understanding of the ins and outs of layering and editing within Photoshop, as well as the glorious joys of clipping masks. My brief life leading up to that moment in 1989 had been filled with great design that I had lapped up in the form of album covers and movie posters. Listening to albums, I would pore over liner notes and study the photos, fonts, and paintings that graced these brilliant slices of wax. Movie posters didn't just look like art. They were art, and were displayed as such in our home. My mother collected film memorabilia. While she didn't veer toward anything valuable or particularly rare, she did have a lovingly curated gallery of posters, lobby cards, headshots, and more. The posters that hung around our living room for classic films featuring Garbo, Fonda, Gable, and more were their own crash course in design. Even after just a few glances, I began to pick up on the ways that color, type, and images were used to not just convey the basic info of the film, but also hinted at the plots and themes within as well. While these might seem like basic observations now, To my teenage self, they felt like a shockwave of awareness. In the nearly 35 years that I have been learning and practicing this art form, I have stumbled upon a few basic rules that help me to keep me on the path toward great results. It is rather remarkable that as I lay these guidelines out for you, I also realize that they are a wonderful guide to living a better and more intentional life. Simplify. Most posters have far too much information on them. There was a time when we needed to convey several pieces of information at once to a potential viewer. That time largely has passed. Details like ticket prices, times, and addresses can now be had in a few microseconds with just a quick search. While those details probably have a spot in your design, make sure you remember that as long as the potential attendee knows the name of the event, maybe the date and the general area where it's happening, The rest is imminently findable. Focus on one or two pieces of crucial information that you need your potential audience to remember and give those full focus as you begin. From there, only add the most necessary requirements. It is crucial to remember that most folks that even take the time to look at your poster are likely to give it no more than a second or two at most. You need to get their attention with one thing. It's probably the name of your show, musical, event, or band. It sounds simple, but start at the beginning and only add what you need. Prioritize. Once you've assembled and selected the information you've deemed crucial to conveying, you'll need to prioritize the arrangement of your design. Is there a title you want the viewer to see first? Perhaps you have a striking image or a piece of art that will be the focal point. Maybe you have a great looking banner font for the name of the headlining band. Begin your piece with the idea at the forefront of what you want to build. Everything that you assemble from here forward should support whatever the focal point is. Let's assume you have a striking image and some bold text to convey the name of your event. As you add details like time, date, and location, you wanna make sure your text is far smaller than these important but secondary bits of information. Keep them smaller than your main title focal point. Not all of your information is equal. Give each item its appropriate amount of weight. Be consistent. Fonts are awesome. They can bring simple lettering to life with a mouse click. They have become free and even ubiquitous. Now, they're even the butt of jokes online as folks dig at corny typefaces like Comic Sans or Papyrus. But before the days of Canva and even Microsoft Word, I lived in a world where fonts were a relatively rare commodity. The expensive font pack that we first purchased for the print shop was several hundred dollars and had something less than a hundred fonts or so in it. If we needed a new version of Times New Roman Bold Italic, we couldn't just hop onto 1001fonts.com and pick up a new one. This reduced availability taught me quickly about the value of limiting your font choices when designing a poster or a record cover. What I saw at the time as a huge roadblock, I now see as a lesson in how to use type effectively. Most terrible poster design comes from an overuse of fonts. Once we reach three, four, five, or more different typefaces in a single piece, All aspects start to lose their meaning, and we're left wondering what info should we be getting from this design in the first place. And we're doing this while also giving the viewer a terribly unpleasant experience. It removes all style from the poster and becomes nothing more than a muddled mess. Start by limiting yourself to just one font. Use italics, bold, and other font features to change the shape, the width, and the character of your typeface. Then you can begin incorporating color, which we'll talk about more in a minute, to truly accent the important information. Display the truest colors. Colors, much like fonts, get overused all of the time. Would-be designers get caught up in the idea that more colors or more fonts means more good. It doesn't. Design, like cooking, is about choices. It is as much about what we leave out as what we add in. It is also about understanding the effect of adding small amounts of powerful ingredients to what it is we're making. Choose a main color, and then use your accent colors with scarcity. Every word or letter does not need to be in a new font or a new color. If you really want to dive in, start learning about color swatches, the color wheel, and how all of these things pair together. Like most art forms, making design look simple can often be incredibly complicated. But we don't have to let it be that way. Your color scheme should reinforce the themes of your event. Is it an autumnal fundraiser with a color tour? Then don't use pastels, dude. When in doubt, reread the rules above and apply again to color. Don't do it all yourself. Most posters attempt to convey too much information or have no focus that allows them to unveil the information in any sort of order. Often, this is a result of a designer not trusting his or her audience. Yes, we want to simplify. Yes, we want to clarify our point. Yes, we want to use color and type and imagery to draw focus and attention to specific areas. But I also need to ask for some investment from my potential viewer as well. It's difficult to make an attractive, effective, and intriguing poster or album cover one could easily follow all of the rules above and still end up with something that feels, well, boring. Even a great designer can start with a good idea, a good focal point, and follow the basic precepts and still wind up with a soulless poster that conveys information, but with little meaning or depth. I find that most posters I see leave me feeling flat, and I'm often left with little to no memory of them afterward. They're fine but forgettable. The truly remarkable posters make me work for it a little bit. Perhaps there is a bit of text that's tough to read, or an image that is haunting but unclear. Perhaps the poster has been aged or weathered or worn in some way to make it seem more like a digital image has lived in the real world. Trust that your audience will find their own way. If you do it all for them, they won't bother making the journey at all. And lastly, fail. Design, like any true art form, can only truly be learned and absorbed through a series of humiliating failures. We must do things poorly, repeatedly, until we can learn to do them well. Allow yourself the chance to fail at a new idea or approach. Revel more in a bad poster made with your own vision than in a good poster made in the shadow of someone else's. It is often in failure and in struggle that we can truly find ourselves And our voices. Cheers, Matty C.